0: Welcome to the Secret Lair Drive-In with your hosts, D-Dub and Stratosphere. The Secret Lair Drive-In is dedicated to bringing you the finest in B-movie entertainment news and reviews.
1: And now, on with the show. Is there life on Mars? For centuries we have wondered. Now for the first time, through the new photographic miracle of Cinemagic you will see the wonders of this strange and terrifying world when you see the angry red planet. Join this daring crew, the first in the scientific race between nations to attempt to land on Mars. Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, fire! off from Earth with courageous astronauts Gerald Moore, Nora Hayden, Les Tremaine, Jack Crucian travel thousands of miles through space to the unknown. <coughs> Cinemagic is not being shown to you now, but this wild land comes alive in Cinemagic. You'll see buildings miles high In Cinemagic, journey to the center of sudden terror. In Cinemagic, be trapped by the tentacles of man-devouring plants. In Cinemagic, feel the fire-hot breath of a 40-foot monster as it reaches for you. In Cinemagic, your eyes will see the wonders of a world no eyes in this world have ever seen before. I wonder, will we ever get back to Earth? i oh.
0: Hi there, and welcome to yet another exciting episode, episode 31 of the Secret Lair Drive-In. I am your host, your fearless leader, D-Dub. And joining me, as always, is my co-host and fearless acolyte, faithful acolyte,
2: Stratosphere. Hi kids, how's it going?
0: Well, before we get started on this week's cinematic masterpiece, why don't we toss out our contact information.
2: Okay, if you're looking to send us uh, email, when really uh, the, the, we're just overloaded with email these days, uh, but we can be really reached at SecretLayerPodcast at gmail.com.
0: Yep, and you can visit us at Secret SecretLayer at podbean.com. Stay tuned for more news on that, folks. So yes. anyway, stra- what's our what's our cinematic masterpiece for
2: this week? Our cinematic masterpiece for this week is the 1959 classic, The Angry Red Planet. Ooh. Okay. And this, this I, well, this what can I say? <laughs> oh come on, it wasn't that bad.
0: Well, before we well, it actually
2: it, was, but we'll get into.
0: Well, before we get into that, a quick answer to a question I gave out last last time around: What combination does or, what connection does this movie have to the Fantastic Four? Do you happen to know offhand?
2: Uh, yes, I, I did manage to look it up. The uh, leader of the Martian expedition, uh, Colonel Thomas O'Banion, is played by one Gerald Moore, who also did the voice of Reed Richards in the Fantastic Four animated series.
0: The one from 1966. Now, The one with
2: the actual human torch and not Herbie the robot.
0: That's right. And they had... Uh,
2: He also did something else, I believe you said.
0: Yes, he did uh, the voice of Green Lantern in the Filmation series.
2: Ah, okay. They must have sped up his voice, though, when they did that, because I I remember that as more higher pitch. He's got a really deep speaking voice.
0: I think he just talked a little faster.
2: Oh, that could be very well, too.
0: Anyway, the best place to start on these things would be... The the
2: plot. plot. All right. The rocket ship MR-1 for Mars Rocket 1 returns to Earth... After the first manned flight to Mars, now they make a big production on how how this thing has to be captured by remote control and and landing, and it's basically the same footage I'm sure of it taking off just in reverse. So you gotta love that.
0: Yeah, because if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> I think the smoke's even going backwards.
2: It, it is. The, the, the science is completely out the window with this movie. I mean, this this thing. Science, science. Hey, was, uh, uh, when we get to God the final
0: help th- me, they're doing science.
2: When we get to the final thoughts, uh, you're, like I said, I think you're gonna be surprised at my thoughts on this, or maybe not. Anyway, at first thought to have been lost in space, the rocket reappears, but mission control cannot raise the crew by radio. The ground crew land the rocket successfully by remote control. Two survivors are found aboard. Dr. Iris Ryan, played by the lovely Nora Hayden. Is that what I'm saying? Yes. And Colonel Tom O'Banion, played by the aforementioned Gerald Moore. Uh, And the Colonel's arm is covered by a strange alien growth. The mission report is recounted by Dr. Ryan as she attempts to uh, find a cure for Colonel O'Banion's arm.
0: Yeah, but it takes her a little while because she all practically comatose. her in shock when they get back.
2: Yeah, definitely in shock, and uh, they they kind of put her in a bed and get her to try and recount the story. So the story, as recounted by uh, Dr. Uh, Dr. Ryan, her her actual first name is Iris, and it's a running joke that he keeps calling her Irish, I'm assuming because of the red hair.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah.
2: But, uh, while exploring Mars, Ryan was attacked by a carnivorous plant, which was then killed by O'Banion. And, you know, that's, that's the first, uh... Well, I won't even say it's the first really stupid part of the movie. Okay. Hang on. Okay.
0: When this tendril... Uh. Reaches out to grab her. Right. She has obviously hung on to it and is just spinning around, so it looks like it grabbed her.
2: Yeah. uh, Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, okay. Well, well, let's digress here. Now, one of the things when when they do these uh, uh, sequences outside the ship, now, all of a sudden the entire movie turns red. And this is a process which the producers refer to as Cinemagic. Now, the way Cinemagic works, uh, they take a black-and-white film negative and process it with solarization, a process which partially reverses the negative, making some areas of the image appear positive. Then the resulting film was then tinted red.
0: Solarization, and it was red, so like a red sun, which... Saps Superman's powers, which saps all of the powers away from this movie.
2: There you go, and then and then you break Zod's neck. Oops, spoiler alert! But um, no, the uh, the the cinema magic is atrocious and brilliant at the same time. And this is this is why there's there's a part of me that kind of is a, a little bit fond of this movie. I, I would, uh, well, okay, let's, let's get to the the first really, really bad thing. If you're looking at them as they, first of all, you know, who sends the entire crew out, you know, leaves no one at the ship behind? Uh,
0: you know, <laughs> you'd think somebody would be there to watch.
2: Oh, absolutely. But now the part that I find incredibly funny is that when they go out there, you, you, if, you're, if you're, I don't even say if you're looking carefully, but you can pretty much see there is no glass on their helmets. I don't know if you caught that.
0: That's more cinematic for you.
2: Well, th- again, it, it's both atrocious looking and and brilliant because it, 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 in effect, kind of hides it. But if you're at all paying attention, you're like, they're, they're acting like they can't breathe without these helmets. And it's like, you expect one of them to, like, pick his nose or something.
0: <laughs> yeah, scratch his nose. Or- yeah, exactly. Now, one very, I'm sure it was unintended special mm-hmm. effect, Okay, uh, what was the lady, the the female actress's
2: name? Uh, uh, Nora Hayden. Okay. Uh, Very pretty, am I might add.
0: Actually, strangely enough, I thought that with the way the shadows and that were playing during the Cinemagic sequences, mm-hmm. she actually looked better. You think? I think so. It
2: was hard to tell with the helmet on, so... Well, oh, yeah, but it
0: took some of the um, char- uh, uh, character lines out of her face.
2: I don't know. I I got a thing for redheads. My wife's a redhead, so it, it, it's just a thing with me. I don't know. Uh,
0: what well, you know? I mean, more the, power
2: the, to you. I'm just. The movie came out before I was born. I'm yeah. merely making an observation. I understand. Anyway, so yeah, they get this carnivorous plant, which uh, was then hacked up by. Uh, it's amazing how he knew just where. By it a ha-
0: giant cat, hacked it up like a hairball, right? Oh no, you meant like chop it?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, they also discover, after mistaking its legs for trees, an immense bat-rat-spider creature. Now, now, this thing is is where this movie truly goes into Plan 9 from outer space. Ridiculous. I mean, the idea that this would scare anybody, the idea that, that an executive, a, a movie executive, would say, hey... Someone's going to, this is going to really terrify him.
0: Wow, so it was, okay, so it was a spider, a rat, and a bat, right? Right. So basically it was a crap. Yeah. Okay, now this is this is going to really kind of shock you too. But okay. Out of all of the special effects. Yeah. Okay, the thing was goofy looking. Right. But that was the
2: one I kind of didn't mind... It was actually, it, you in know, the in, in the part. honest to God, in the long shots, it was actually almost effective. I mean. it, when they showed the thing moving, and that was the one part of it, I, I saw this when I was like, Christ, 12, 13, I think they ran it one, one weekend. And uh, I remember seeing that thing, and like I said, in the long shot, it, it's almost effective. But, yeah, when they show the thing in close-up... Now, the Cinemagic is supposed to, like, blur this thing and... Hi- but it, it looks like a, a a fake rat on stilts. <laughs> it's kind of the best way I can think of to well, describe it. And, and red.
0: Do you remember how they uh, upset the thing in the first place?
2: Um, yeah, because they thought it was trees. And they went to take their machete, which, hey, anybody who's going on a Martian expedition should have a machete. And... Uh, they went to uh, just chop it for some reason. I don't know if they were trying to chop the tree down, or I, I didn't quite get what they what they thought they were doing with that.
0: Maybe they thought they were taking a plant life sample or something. Uh, I'm not sure. Whatever it was, it didn't work out
2: well for them, did it? No, it didn't. Now, and they
0: they fought it off with a I don't an ultrasonic
2: freeze ray weapon. Named Cleopatra.
0: Oh, did he keep calling it uh, Cleo?
2: Yeah, he the 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 guy that's the weapons officer, um,
0: who kind of looked like that one guy from Car Fifty Four. Uh,
2: a little bit, actually. No, Gunther. tree ooh, ooh. Yeah yeah. Oh, Joe Lewis? No no, it wasn't him. Um, I'll tell you who it was though. If you if you ever watch an old rerun of uh, Full House, it was. Uh, Uh, Jesse's Uncle Yavros, I think. I know, I watch Full House. Kill me now.
0: I'm not saying anything.
2: (laughs) But, uh, yeah, he he has this... I think it's either ultrasonic or hypersonic uh, freeze ray. I want to say ultrasonic. And it's great because since it works on sound, they don't have to have any visual element. He just points it and they just add sound effects. Again, this thing... Like, if Ed Wood had lived, he would have directed this movie. Okay. I'm, I'm fully convinced of this. It is Okay,
0: the set design. Okay. Obviously, when they're on the Martian landscape, it is pretty much just uh, matte paintings and, you know, the occasional boulder thrown around.
2: It, well, a lot of the stuff that they're showing is... I mean, it doesn't even look like it's... Re- it, uh, they don't even attempt to make it look real. It looks like a matte painting, like you said. It actually looks like a sketch Half the time, but with the added Cinemagic, so you've got the red it filter. It looks like a moving sketch. Um, sort—I don't want to say moving, but vibrant, shall we say? Okay. Uh, I, I'm, I'm reaching there, you're, but you're, you're,
0: you're doing your best to defend this turkey. But uh, hang on. All right, now all of the different set designs for the mission control and all that basically just look like offices.
2: Could right. come from
0: almost any movie. The actual control center of the ship was really nothing.
2: Yeah, you know the. the again, to talk about the in air quotes science of it. You know they when when taking off and landing, they basically have seat belts. You know, they're, and there there there's no weightlessness in in space, of course.
0: Yeah, they turn the lights out.
2: Yeah, yeah, turn the lights out. Love it, love it, love it, love. It. Like you said. If Edward had lived to see the day, he so would have directed this because this, like I said, that's why I I have just this weird kind of you know little tiny smidgen of fondness for it because it's just so ridiculously bad. It's not boring. It, I look at it this way, and I know I'm getting getting ahead of myself here. Ultimately, it comes down to was I entertained? Did I want to see the end of it? Yes, because I wanted to see how much they were going to screw up. Okay, well just.
0: Since we're poking holes and all that anyway. Yeah. And even if we weren't, I'm, I'm going to f- do it anyway. Well, it's a house right. of
2: cards. I mean,
0: <laughs> Domino.
2: Yes, exactly.
0: Okay. The Les Tremaine character. Yes. The, the scientist or whatever.
2: Don't want the pointy little goatee and the pipe. Yeah. and uh, Smokes a pipe in outer space, folks. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, he freaking has a heart attack from stress. Don't you think if he was going yeah. to space,
2: they would have, like, checked him to see? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the stress was too much. I, I Even then, I'm like, I mean, this was 59. This was before anyone was smoking marijuana. I mean, what's their excuse? Did they have one too many highballs when they were plotting this thing?
0: <laughs> hey, less us the old guy with the bum ticker.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, it, and the funny thing is, I thought it made more sense, the fact that he was kind of getting crushed between those two rocks. I thought, okay, he's going to have, like, I don't know, punctured lung contusions no he has a heart attack from the pressure and it's like or from the stress rather and it's like what (laughs) what you couldn't afford makeup anyway
0: oh okay after that particular attack they get they decide and i I know some other crap happened in here blah, blah, blah 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 but uh they decide to go on this martian lake because they see these huge buildings yes and they go on this lake and a sea monster comes up.
2: Yes, with one eye.
0: <laughs> and when they're on that raft, all I kept thinking was, "To the land of the <laughs> lost." Exactly,
2: exactly. Oh my
0: god! They're, I didn't even make they're
2: that. Kinda, they're kind of rocking in there. Look out,
0: well, Holly! Oh, yeah,
2: exactly. I never even made that connection because, like I guess I've never wasn't really a big fan of Lost in the first place. But yeah, it's exactly the same thing. It's it's like they're obviously in a tank somewhere with mad paintings basically in the background. And it uh, again, this monster comes out, and then so the the this monster which has one eye that basically spins in place, so it's not I even like thic- a googly eye
0: like the Cookie Monster.
2: It, y- then, I mean, it's worse than that even because I mean, it literally just it doesn't fixate on anything for more than like a fraction of a second. It just keeps, like a radar dish, right? And then so they so this thing is chasing them back to the. Um, uh, to the spaceship, so they make it back to the spaceship, and they're like, "Okay." Oh of course, the, you know the girl falls right right as they're getting to the uh, um, little ramp, which I'm amazed they even left the ramp down.
0: <laughs> well, they had to; they didn't have
2: the, <laughs> the remote. <laughs> they broke the key off in the ignition. They <laughs> Awesome. So, um, so they get into the ship, and. You know, they're thinking, okay, we're safe. And then then they decide to, you know, roll down the windows. (laughs) And uh, then they see this thing. Now, it basically looks like they took, like, green jello and five-day-old garbage, put it on the window, and you could almost see the hand that's that's sloshing it around on the window. Damn it, woman, you used too much to turn it into a washing machine again. I told you, borax. We <laughs> need poor
0: Calgon. <cow>
2: <laughs> ancient Chinese secret, huh? ancient Martian secret. Ah, ah, I saw what you did there. But anyway, so yeah, you you can you could s- almost but not quite see the hand that's pu- pushing the slosh around in the in the window. No,
0: you know what it was. And they're, and
2: they're like, it's surrounding the ship. Really, genius?
0: No, they went to it. They went to an intergalactic car wash. No, they stopped on the street and there's some bum with a squeegee <laughs> cleaning his windows. Well that that was that was the alien in the window. Oh, <laughs> wasn't that a great effect? C-
1: can you spare an intergalactic credit? <laughs> oh my god
2: <laughs> <laughs> I told you I had fun with this movie. We? So anyway, they they figure out that electricity will will get rid of this thing. But
0: this is after the one guy gets sucked into the bath, into the bath suds. Oh,
2: yeah, yeah, with, with, with Cleopatra. Does he have the, the, the thing in hand? I don't even remember. Honestly, at this point, <laughs> who gives a damn? <laughs> but, yeah, he, he, get, he gets sucked into it, and it, re- it reminds me, for those of you who are longtime time uh, listeners of, of uh, The Secret Lair, uh, it reminds me a little bit of children shouldn't play with dead things because he gets sucked into it, and they just stand there and don't even try to help him. They're just sort of like, "Wow, sucks to be you, dude." <laughs> and of course, they they show him kind of kind of suspended in the middle of this gelatinous well, we'll call it gelatinous creature, kind of doing a. Some sort of a a dog paddle, and then he just kind of fades away as if he's digested.
0: More cinemagic.
2: Yes. Exa- well, again, that's what's so br- you know really like tragically brilliant about the cinemagic is that if they didn't have that, all this stuff would be just. I mean, it wouldn't even a- attempt to look like anything that actually happened. But the cinemagic like fudges everything on the screen, so. Especially for an audience that's watching this in 59, they probably thought this was hot stuff. I, I mean, really.
0: I, I'm sure you're absolutely right, because it was uh, not like much of anything they'd seen before.
2: Yeah, and ne- never would exa- again, except with one exception, uh, Cinemagic was used again in the three studios in orbit, I believe that's you said? That's correct. Yeah. And
0: the sad thing is, I can even remember the sequence.
2: I don't believe I ever saw I that one.
0: They showed the three, the, the Stooges dancing,
2: right, and they
0: just somehow animated it through this thing.
2: What, what, was it in red again, or did they pick a different color? I think it, no, it
0: is, it is a black and white movie.
2: Oh, okay, all right, but uh, yeah, it, when they're trying to get away from uh, this uh, sludge creature, which uh, uh, to, to flash back to another Secret Lair episode, kind of looked like. Uh, uh, the Hedora the Smog monster from Godzilla vs. Hedorah, but... A little bit. Af- after somebody poked one of its eyes out. Why, you... <laughs>
1: <laughs> why, I...
2: Ah. Oh, could you?
0: Hey, Michael, look at Larry. He's at the bottom of the steps. I think he's dead. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, I can't do that. that okay. Long. okay. Anyway,
0: so anyway, we're home stretch now.
2: So... So now the colonel gets this gunk on his arm, which basically looks like, kind of like green slime, and uh, It was
0: the blob, before the blob. That's right.
2: Well, they they'd already, been, they'd already used their budget for red, so they had to make it green.
0: Well, maybe it was a holiday release.
2: There you go. So, they finally get back, and she remembers that they fought this thing with electricity and got it to go away, and Uh, she's remembering all this thing in these little traumatic uh, flashbacks and she remembers this message that the alien, which again, another flashback I thought the thing looked a lot like Megalon to be honest with you
0: oh, the one at the window?
2: yeah, looked like this big kind of cosmic bug and, and it actually it looked like a drawing of a cosmic bug they really didn't, I don't even think it was a guy in a suit but uh the, the I
0: think it was just a drawing
2: it, uh, yeah, that wouldn't surprise me either, but as she remembers it the uh, the Martian says, "Look, we've been watching you guys for years. now that we see the, you're you're capable of space travel, we don't like you, we don't want you to ever come back here, or we're going to kill you and that's pretty much the end of the movie, and that's where they finally roll the credits. <laughs> You, you ever notice there's no opening credits to this movie?
0: Well, that's right, because uh, I've seen that in a few different movies.
2: That's what... Uh, well, nowadays, it's almost cliche. There's It's a big trend in movies these days to not have any opening credits and then have them all at the end. But back in the 50s and 60s, I, I think that was almost unheard of. I always thought it was really inno- innovative. As, that was like the one innovative thing about the movie. So... I'm,
0: yeah, I kept looking for it. but Yeah. I thought maybe it would be like a Bond film, you know, your opening gambit. And, but okay.
2: I a matter of fact, I remember watching this, as I said, when I was like, you know, 10 or 11. And it was one of those movies, you try to stay up late to watch. I actually, I, I don't think I saw it till in full, till like the second or third time they aired it. Because I remember like falling asleep, but then I woke up kind of at the end, and I seen the credits roll. I'm like, oh, okay, I didn't fall asleep. And then that's the whole movie. I'm like, that's the whole movie? And then a, a few, like a year or so later, they ran it again. And then I realized, oh, my God, the credits are at the end. How weird is that? So
0: Funny you should mention falling asleep.
2: Oh, come on.
0: I've watched this movie three times. See, I, I swear to you, every time I watch this movie, I have fallen asleep. Just as they get ready to step out of the ship on the Mars for the first time.
2: Well, I will give you up to that point. It's it's pretty uh, to use a 50sism Dullsville, and um, th- that's the other thing. The, that makes it so um, Planet Nine for me is is the dialogue is just so bloody awful. I I mean I don't even know where to begin. Uh, the the way the colonel hits on on this Dr. Ryan and you know Dr. Ryan really, I mean she was she was a pinup girl, a glorified pinup girl. I I saw, I literally saw nothing that she contributed to the expedition other than okay, we got a hot girl to look at.
0: No, I mean, the dude had a freaking heart attack right in front of her and he died.
2: Yeah, some doctor. Oh, not that kind of doctor, right? But uh,
0: doctor, 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 doctor.
2: Over, under, 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 done. Unlimited rice pudding! All around! I love that word. Anywho. But, yeah, uh, as, far, as far as final thoughts, like I said, I, I just kind of had a l- tiny little bit of affection because it's it's not... It's, I mean, the beginning part I will give you... Up until they actually go out onto the surface of the planet, yeah, it is, like, excruciatingly boring... But once they get into the magic, and from that point on in the movie, it is just so hysterically bad. It's like... Bad.
0: Uh, Dude, it was god-awful.
2: Yes, it, it was, but it was like... I mean, it turned it up to 11, the badness, you know? It, it was like, my God, this thing is fascinating to watch. Just, okay... W- you, you saw you saw the the bat rat spider. I'm like, oh my god, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in watching all these movies.
0: Just wait,
2: just wait, because then they then they show the big, you know, one eyed amoeba thing. And it's like, oh my god, that actually looks more ridiculous. And it was it 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 just I found it fascinating that they it was that bad. I mean, I, I well, so it, it was it was one of those classic. So bad, it came around to being, maybe not good, but at least interesting.
0: Well, I, I thought it just occurred to me, the fact that everything was red like that. Yeah. That just means it's a big old piece of Gouda. Okay. Because Gouda has the red wax around it.
2: Oh, all right. Never mind. And, um, yeah, okay, we'll go with that. Was it was it runny? <laughs> oh, too late. The cat's got it. Oh,
0: but, uh, okay. Well, let's rate this, baby.
2: Well, I, I'm I'm can't give it the ginormous stink burger. I'll, I'm gonna just give it a normal stink burger. Oh, I mean, it, 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 it was bad, but like I said, uh, it it had this kind of just rancid charm about it. I guess would be. Well know.
0: it did. It did, It definitely did not have that so bad it's good feel to it. So I got to go full on stink burger too. Okay. I mean, like. Certain things were, certain saving graces. Like oddly enough, the the bat, rat, spider.
2: Yeah, the the crap. Did you call? It? <laughs> yeah, the
0: crap. Uh, yeah, there were certain saving graces in it. And plus, man, that's the voice of Green Lantern, man.
2: Well, okay. I mean, there you go. Come on.
0: Okay. Uh, anyway, what is our film for next time?
2: Um. Okay. Well, we're going to. Um, Kick the Wayback Machine into reverse gear, and we're going to go revisit one that uh, you did in in the early days of this podcast before I uh, came along. To was
0: actually the very first episode. Okay, this was back when it still had the old name
2: and everything. Yeah, but this was this was before I came along to uh, deliver my two cents worth of uh, free podcasting advice. And uh, the name of that cinematic uh, venture is King Kong Escapes.
0: Yep, and I can't wait to hear your opinion on that one. So anyway, remember questions, comments, suggest a movie, do that at secretlayerpodcast at gmail dot com, and visit us at secretlayerdrivein.podbean.com dot dot com. And so. This is D-Dub
2: and Stratosphere saying go watch a B-movie. And why? Because these movies won't watch themselves. Later, folks. Bye, kids. Geez, that was a swell movie.
1: Please remember to replace the speaker on the post when you leave the theater. Behemoth, (laughs) Goliath, King Kong escapes and meets his greatest foe, the Kong of Steel. A gargantuan duel unmatched by any battle in history thundering 60 foot robot Kong of steel, creation of the evil Doctor Who, criminal genius who stops at nothing. Kong, once again, dig! King Kong shakes the earth. King Kong fights for life against the copter squad. As King Kong battles the serpent of Mongo Island, he no, Kong hits himself against the nation's armament and plunges a beautiful girl into a world of terror. Ah! King Kong in a duel to the death.